What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the CJ Experience. I'm your host, CJ Hutchinson, and this week we're going to be talking about eight things you can do to improve your communication skills. I'm 23 years old, I'm a voiceover artist, and I'm in Texas. And the purpose of my podcast is to entertain everybody. All right, so without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. So the first point I want to talk about is being clear and conscious. Communication is primarily about word choice. And when it comes to word choice, less is more. The key to a powerful and persuasive communication, whether written or spoken, is clarity and when possible, brevity. Before engaging in any form of communications, define your goals and your audience. Outlining carefully and explicitly what you want to convey and why will help you ensure that you include all necessary information. It will also help you eliminate irrelevant details. Avoid unnecessary words and overly flowery language, which can distract you from your message. And while repetition may be necessary, in some cases, be sure to use it carefully and sparingly. Repeating your message can ensure that your audience receives it, but too much repetition can cause them to tune you out entirely. Number two, prepare ahead of time. Know what you're going to say and how you're going to say before you begin any type of communication. However, being prepared means more than just practicing a presentation. Presentation also involves thinking about the entirety of the communication from start to finish. Research the information you may need to support your message. Consider how you will respond to questions and criticisms and try to anticipate the unexpected. Before performance review, For instance, prepare a list of concrete examples of your employee's behavior to support your evaluation. Before engaging in a salary or promotional negotiation, know exactly what you want. Be ready to discuss ranges and potential compromises. Know what you are willing to accept and what you aren't. And have on hand specific details to support your case, such as relevant salaries for your position and your location but be sure that your research is based on publicly available information, not company gossip or anecdotal evidence. Before entering into any conversation, brainstorm potential questions, request for additional information or clarification and disagreements so you're ready to address them calmly and clearly. Number three, be mindful of nonverbal communication. Our facial expressions, gestures, and body language can often do and say more than our words. Nonverbal cues can have between 65 and 93% more impact than spoken word. And we are more likely to believe the nonverbal signals over spoken word if the two are in disagreement. Leaders must be especially adept at reading nonverbal cues. Employees who may be unwillingly to voice disagreements or concerns, for instance, may show the discomfort through crossed arms or unwillingness to make eye contact. If you are aware of others' body language, you may be able to adjust your communication tactics appropriately. 
At the same time, leaders must also be able to control their own nonverbal communications. Your nonverbal cues must at all times support your message. At best, conflicting verbal and nonverbal communication can cause confusion. At worst, it can determine your message and your team's confidence in you, your organization, and even in themselves. Number four, watch your tone. How you say something can be just as important as what you say. As with other nonverbal cues, your tone can add power and emphasis to messages or it can undermine it entirely. Tone can be an especially important factor in workplace disagreement and conflict. A well-chosen word with a positive connotation creates good will and trust. A poorly chosen word with unclear or negative connotations can quickly lead to misunderstanding. When speaking, tone includes volume, projection, and intuition, as well as word choice. In real time, it can be challenging to control tone to ensure that it matches your intent. But being mindful of your tone will enable you to alter it appropriately if a communication seems to be going in the wrong direction. Tone can be easier to control when writing. Be sure to read your communications once, even twice, while thinking about tone as well as message. You may even want to read it out loud or ask a trusted colleague to read it over, if doing so does not breach confidentiality. And when engaging in a heated dialogue over email or other written medium, don't be too hasty in your replies. If at all possible, write out your response, but then wait for a day or two to send it. In many cases, rereading your message after your emotions have cooled allow you to moderate your tone in a way that is less likely to escalate the conflict. Number five, practice active listening. Communication nearly always involves two or more individuals. Therefore, listening is just as important as speaking when it comes to communicating successfully. But listening can be more challenging than we realize. In her blog post, Mastering the Basics of Communication, communications expert Major North notes that we only hear about half of what the other person says during any given conversation. The goal of active listening is to ensure that you hear not just the words the person is saying, but the entire messages. Some tips for active listening include giving the speaker your full and undivided attention, clearing your mind of distractions, judgments, and counter arguments, avoiding the temptation to interrupt with your own thoughts, showing open positive body language to keep your mind focused to show the speaker you are really listening, rephrase or paraphrase what you've heard when making your reply, and ask open-ended questions designed to elicit additional information. Number six, build your emotional intelligence. Communication is built upon a foundation of emotional intelligence. Simply put, you cannot communicate effectively with others until you can assess and understand your own feelings. If you're aware of your own emotions and the behaviors they trigger, you can begin to manage these emotions and behavior, says Margaret Andrews in her post, How to Improve Your Emotional Intelligence. 
Leaders with a high level of emotional intelligence will naturally find it easier to engage in active listening, maintain appropriate tone, and use positive body language, for example. Understanding and managing your own emotions is only part of emotional intelligence. The other part, equally important for effective communication, is empathy for others. Empathizing with an employee can, for example, make a difficult conversation easier. You may still have to deliver bad news, but actively listening to their perspective and showing that you understand their feelings can go a long way towards smoothing hurt feelings or avoiding misunderstandings. Number seven, develop a workplace communication strategy. Today's workplace is a constant flow of information across a wide variety of formats. Every single communication must be understood in the context of that larger flow of information. Even the most effective communicator may find it difficult to get their message across without a workplace community strategy, communication strategy. A communication strategy is the framework with which your business conveys and receives information. It can and should outline on how and what you communicate to customers and clients, stakeholders and managers and employees. Starting most broadly, your strategy should incorporate who gets what message and when. This ensures that everyone receives the correct information at the right time. It can be as detailed as how you communicate, including defining the type of tools you use for which information. For example, you may define when it's appropriate to use group chat for the entire team or organization or when a meeting should have been summarized in an email instead. Creating basic guidelines like this can streamline the flow of information. It will help ensure that everyone gets the details they need and important knowledge isn't overwhelmed by extraneous minutia. Number eight, create a positive organizational culture. The corporate culture in which you are communicating also plays a vital role in effective communication. In a positive work environment, one founded on transparency, trust, empathy, and open dialogue, communication in general will be easier and more effective. Employees will be more receptive to hearing the manager's message if they trust that manager. And managers will find it easier to create buy-in and even offer constructive criticism if they encourage their employees to speak up offer suggestions, and even offer constructive criticism of their own. The most dangerous organization is a silent one, says Lauren Rubis in a blog post, Six Tips for Building a Better Workplace Culture. Communication in both directions can only be effective in a culture that is built on trust and found on psychological safety. Authoritative managers refuse, who refuse to share information aren't open to suggestions and refuse to admit mistakes and accept criticism are likely to find their suggestions and criticisms met with defensive or even ignored altogether. Without that foundation of trust and transparency, even the smallest communication can be misconstructed and led to misunderstanding and unnecessary conflict. Communicating with coworkers and employees is always great to present challenges. 
there will always be misunderstandings and miscommunications that must be resolved. And unfortunately, corporate messages aren't always what we want to hear, especially during difficult times. But building and mastering effective communication skills will make your job easier as a leader, even during difficult conversations. Taking the time to build these skills will certainly be time well spent. But yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in this week. Just wanted to, you know, help y'all, you know, with your communication skills, you know, just talking to people, whether it's at work, whether it's with your partner, like your boyfriend or girlfriend, with your friends. But yeah, take the take all this in that all the information I gave to y'all, take it in, you know, hold on to it. You know, this is a podcast that I'm gonna keep for a long time. I'm gonna keep it up. You know, I'm keeping this, all my podcasts up for a long time. But yeah, I really appreciate every single one of y'all tuning in. You know, I'm so grateful for all my followers and my listeners. You know, follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. And I love it. I appreciate y'all. I love support. I cannot wait for a couple more weeks. I got some exciting news to share with y'all. And yeah, I really appreciate the love and support. I hope y'all continue to support me and I cannot wait for next week's episode. But yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Hope to see y'all here next week. Next week, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to actually be reading some anime poems that um, that I, AI generated. So they're really cool. I think there's some good poems. But yeah, next week, I'm going to be reading some poems to y'all. I hope y'all love them and enjoy them they're fun like i have a good i had a good time making them or finding them rather but yeah you can follow me on instagram at c underscore justice eight click that little link tree in my bio it has all of my socials even my podcast my podcast is the first link and then underneath i have everything else my twitch my youtube my gaming twitter all that jazz my tiktok y'all go check me out But yeah, thank y'all so much, and I'll see y'all next week.